You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into a hump day edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 always is the phone number for all the shows here at Tide 100.9. So lock it into the phone and dial us up if you have a question, a concern, a complaint. Uh, you want to brag on Joe? Uh, you can call us and do that. Joe's in with us this morning. Uh, the Twitter at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wim Sanderson 1 email. Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. You can download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone, and you can take us with you anywhere you go. You're looking for decking. You're looking for columns. You're looking for fence products, dimensional lumber, yellowwood protector, deck, part, and accessories. There's only one place, Yellowwood. Go to Yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. They have a building tips backyard guy there to help you through the process they have galleries there to give you great ideas but when you get started you want to use pressure treated pine from great southern always remember if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it then you don't want it good morning dad how are you this morning uh doing okay barry um last night uh aside from uh, announcing the uh final teams uh i will say we talk about that, you and I. Uh, the Phillies just hammered the, the, the baseball last night, home run after home run. If you're not careful, and I'm not a Phillies fan because I don't like all those beards, but uh, uh, if you're not careful, uh, I'm not crazy about Houston either. That It, will, it won't go back to Houston. Uh, they keep hitting baseball the way they hit it last night, which is not, not necessarily means it's going to happen. But uh, they're two and one. Two more games in in uh, Philly, I believe, before they go back to Houston. Last two in Houston, I believe that's correct. And so the Phillies are hitting the baseball off the well. Got pretty good pitching, and it's going to be a, a a very good series. Last two or three games, uh, as you know, and as our listeners know, I assume. Uh, last night, Tennessee was picked number one. Uh, which doesn't mean anything at this state right now, but I thought the interview with Josh was very, very good. I thought he was very realistic, very understanding, uh, wasn't braggadocious, uh, bragged on his team. You know, Tennessee fans are going crazy. that They, they think that means they're going to win it. That doesn't mean anything. But uh, I thought his remarks were good. And so we'll see what happens. I think Georgia was three, and uh, Ohio State number two. Uh, right, wrong, I know the above. Some were fussing about Alabama being ahead of TCU. Doesn't really matter. It's just something to fuss about on TV. And uh, Clemson uh, was number four playing Notre Dame. So I don't know what your thoughts were. It's really not any, you know, you can argue about that, but there's no point in arguing about it because it's all going to come out in the wash. Yeah, but I, I, I disagree to a certain extent. Not the Tennessee, not the top four. Um, 
I live in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I love Nick Saban, but I got Alabama fatigue. They don't need to be six. They go to Texas. Their quarterback gets hurt. They have to kick a field goal to win the game in the last second. They got a terrible, terrible Texas A&M team that has a pass in the end zone to beat them. So why would you – let Alabama well, has plenty of opportunity to earn their way to the college. Don't put them ahead of TCU, who is who is undefeated. Well, I think it's wrong, completely wrong. Well, I think I think you're totally wrong. I think, I think this Tennessee uh, ran through Alabama like the Sauce through a midget. But uh, the point I want to make to you, regardless of what Tennessee did, and regardless of how good they were. If Alabama makes the field goal, game's over, Alabama wins. Alabama wins the cotton-picking game if a good field goal kicker who's very good and not criticized and dismissed it. If he kicks the field goal, cotton-picking game's over, Alabama's a winner against Tennessee. We're banking Tennessee on a field goal win against Alabama. I'm not talking win. about Tennessee. I'm talking about TCU. I think they should be ahead of Alabama. Uh, yeah, you can say, well, if they, well they're one field goal to what? Well, they didn't make it. And and I can say this to you, Texas A&M is one pass completion away in the end zone from beating Alabama, right? That's true. Who's, yeah. who's true. not any good. So I just well, think they, get, they, they give Alabama the benefit of the doubt way too much because of Nick Saban. It's the Nick Saban factor. Put him in. Well, I think Nick Saban's a good football coach. I think he'll coach you up as good or better than anybody else. Well, I'm saying make them make them play their way there, and they have the opportunity. It's all laid out for if they take care of business, they can play their way in the top four. That saves you from having to hear. I don't blame TCU people for complaining. I would complain too. I don't blame Tim Brando uh, for getting on Twitter and talking about the privilege that Alabama. They're right. They do that. This team has not earned it, and they're doing it based off a of reputation. I will right, we'll get to the. Yellowwood Hotline. Put Tom in the show. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, Coach. How are you, Tom? Morning. I'm doing well. Can you believe that baseball game last night, Coach? No, I really can't. They, they, I don't like them, but they knocked the cover off. But they got great fans. They haven't won in a long time. Tom, you're not going to like this particularly, but I don't like the way the playoffs come down. I hate to see a team like not my, my not my Cleveland team, but a team like maybe the Dodgers, who I don't really care for. I, I'm not sure the I'm not sure the makeup of the of the playoffs is the right way. But I don't know that. Go ahead. I mean, what do you want you to know, do different? I, Go seven game a seven game series. Oh, I don't I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll let, Go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. I'll let people smarter than me uh, figure that out. But here's what I wanted to say. I am so glad that the Phillies are killing those cheating people from Houston. I mean, I hope the Phillies beat them a thousand to nothing. And I hope they they win every game from here to the end. Uh, And and they didn't even take their title away from them. But I'm glad to see the Phillies. But, uh, hey, Coach, uh, did you see A-Rod on the uh, game uh, last Friday on the pregame? Did you listen to anything he said? No, I, I watched him, and I don't, I don't care for him. I, don't, I did not really. No. Uh, well, he said that the hitting coach at uh, 
uh, with the Phillies is uh, the best hitting coach in the history of baseball. And he said he had been right. known him for a long Yeah. I, I, when he said that, I started listening. I don't generally listen to pregame, but when he said that, I went, who is this guy? And uh, and I, I started thinking about it. And then last night, they come out there and knock the cover off, and I go, you know what? He may know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tonight, that, that's a, that was a heck of a deal. I, I, for me, in this series, I hope they both lose. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but I, I do. I don't want Houston to win. I, I, I just that cheating stuff you know gets on my you last. Know who, you know who's torn right now, don't you, Tom? No, Jalen Hurts. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a Houston boy. He's all grown up an Astro fan. He's living in Philly. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so he's torn. You know he he's going to Houston Thursday night. Oh, is he? Is he? Are they playing the yeah, Texans yeah, they over play, there? Yeah. They play in the Texans Thursday night, and uh, I was uh, I was reading a thing that somebody was talking to him, an interview, and uh, he said, "You know, he said I've really waited all my life to do this." He said, "I'm really excited to to be in the NFL and get to go and play in Houston." And uh, and I, I I thought, good if that makes Jalen Hurts happy, I'm happy. And uh, so. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to bring that up about the hitting coach, but I see y'all don't uh, y'all are not interested in baseball. Oh, we love baseball, yeah, I, but I just I, didn't I, hear I, Alex Rodriguez say it. I love it's baseball. It's the World Series, Barry. It's the World Series. <laughs> I didn't hear Alex Rodriguez say it. You're you're saying that we hear what he said. Hey, no, it, I, I'm just joking. But he did say that, hey, and I hey, thought hey, that's Tom, a big old Tom. statement. Tom, I'm sorry, Tom. Go ahead, Dad. We won it in 1954. It won 110 games, and we won the championship. 1954. Thank you very much. Who the Guardians? <laughs> no, the Indians. Oh. Hey, I tell you what, though, Coach. I will say this: I think Terry Francona is one of the better managers yeah, in baseball. What he's done really in is. Cleveland is pretty darn impressive to me. Yeah. Yeah. We can't, we can't beat those money people. Thank you, Tom. Yankees and all them money people. You're right. You're right, Tom. All right. Uh, I hear everybody now saying, guys, it, it, it just makes me so want to drive off the road. Auburn, they got to get this one right. They got to have a home run hire. Well, who is a home run hire these days? Other than Nick Saban, is there a home? Joe, is there a home run hire out there that you know for sure? Scott Frost was a home run hire for Nebraska. Where is he? Dan Mullen was a home run hire in Florida. Where is there is no home run hire, is there? Vince Lombardi. No, there's not. <laughs> home run hire. I don't know who the home run. Well, hi- if they go after, if they go after Lane Kiffin, and I don't know what they're doing on that right now, I'll find out. I'll, I'll find out. Coach, uh, you think they can get there? Will, he won't be there. He won't be there two years, Barry. That he'll be in the pros. Well, all I say to that is if he goes there and he turns it around to where the pros want him, at least he got Auburn heading back in the right direction. So I don't ever – if a guy can get somewhere and he he gets a better job, that means he was doing well where he is. But I don't know. Is Lane Kiffin – is Lane Kiffin a home run hire? I don't hire Jimmy Johnson. Seriously. Is Lane Kiffin a home run hire? Yes. He's a home run? I mean, in these parts he is. That is Lane Kiffin a home, home run hire. 
I think the jury is still out on this recruiting. I think the fans would think it's a home run hire. Uh, we'd have to see uh, if it would be one or not. He, the thing is, he's gonna he's gonna rob one of these two schools, uh, Ole Miss or Auburn. Somebody's getting robbed <laughs> in this situation because they all want him, and I'm sure Ole Miss wants to keep him. So that, he's in a perfect spot. Uh, he's about to be pulling hard for Alabama this weekend and knock off LSU, and then if he can pull the upset against Alabama, he's going to Atlanta most likely. Although I have to pull his schedule up, he could lose a game or two. But uh, if he does that, then he'll get to name his price at this point. So I don't see any other big jobs coming open. Do you? Do you see any other big jobs going to open this well, year? Well, the problem you got, Barry, at this day and time, you don't have you don't have the group of play of, of coaches that you did years ago. You had coaches wanting to move for money. Now most of the coaches are making big money, and they can't up as much more when they move. The, the situation at Auburn has scared a lot of people off. Uh, your your pool, your pool is only three or four people if you're going to go for names. I had thought earlier in the conversation with people behind the scenes that there might be an opportunity for them to go with an assistant coach. Uh, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Or right. there's a lot of talk and. Uh, so, you know, we'll have to wait and see. All right, we'll take this break up on the phone. J.C. will be with us at the bottom of the hour. J.C. is good to go uh, today, so we'll break it down with J.C. as well. Two-minute truck there at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth mover. It's local, out of town, out of state. They're moving here. Whatever you need, just give them a call. 205 247 Five zero five zero is two men in a truck. Movers who care. Tide one hundred point nine traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck 359 southbound at the ramp onto 2059. Use caution, you can expect some delays. Everything else around town pretty quiet. If you see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Don't miss out on the savings now at Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Wednesday morning. One of the proposed amendments on next week's election ballot would require the Public Service Commission to regulate privately owned Tannehill Sewer Company. Amendment 9 was prompted by complaints about unusually high rates and four rate hikes in three years. The amendment will also apply to a private sewer company in Shelby County. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's absolutely free. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, I'm Gary Harris. Coming up Wednesday on the Gary Harris Show, we'll have the Bama Football Recruiting Report with Andrew Bone, and we'll talk NASCAR with Matt Coulter, including that move by Ross Chastain at Martinsville, one of the most daring moves we've ever seen in the history of the sport. That's coming up Wednesday, 9 to 11, on the Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 FM. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Nissan's made trucks and SUVs for over 60 years. The 2023 Nissan Frontier comes standard with a 310-horsepower V6 engine. The 2022... Our coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, 
fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sky partly to mostly sunny today, Tuscaloosa's high 76. For tonight, mostly fair with the low at 52. For tomorrow and Friday, lots of sunshine both days with warm afternoons for early November. Highs between 78 and 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. You want to get that wood protected? You want to build to last? Uh, the, survive any type of weather? You want to use pressure-treated pine from Great Southern? Always look for that yellow tag. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Joe, you weren't with us yesterday, but I, I got a message yesterday. I guess if you don't follow somebody on Twitter and they send you a direct message, you have to accept it. So he sends me one says, glad to hear Wimp got another dog. And I says, well, he's working on it. He said, well, I heard one I heard one barking when Wimp was on. Will you tell people that's your cell phone that's barking? That's not an actual dog? Do you to, when you get a tweet, a, a text, does your phone bark? My phone barked. The barking dog. Well, somebody thought yeah. you had replaced... Maggie with, and then I told him, "Now that's your phone barking." Uh, so that was not an action. You can't replace Maggie. She's irreplaceable. So Joe, that phone is barking. That tell the listeners that is not a dog. But are you on your way to get a dog right now? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> and where might you be getting this dog? Well, I'd be getting the dog uh, the other side of Muscle Shoals. Uh, on the other side. And you're getting uh, a... Is this dog's name Samantha? Uh, if you if you get to know the dog, you get to call her Sam. <laughs> you get to call her Samantha until you get to know her. If, you really, if you're close to her, I'm going to allow you to call her Sam. Now, is this going to be a puppy or a dog? It's going to be a going to be a nice dog. It's going to be Samantha's a nice dog, and if you, you're really nice to Samantha, give her a, a treat, you can you call her Sam. So this... Okay, you, don't do that, you can't call her Sam. Well, how old is Samantha then? How old is Samantha right Samantha now? Samantha will be uh, eight and a half weeks old. Joe, what does that mean? That's like That's like... Having a baby. You say eight and a half weeks old? Weeks. Not months. Weeks. Oh, coach. And, you know, one of, the, one of the great things is that when you have when you have dachshunds, they usually have six or eight. Uh, 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 her mother had only one. Only Samantha. So it's a little dachshund. And her, and her mother, her mother, I'd like to tell you that her mother's name Geraldine. <laughs> Geraldine. That's a country dog. Geraldine. Geraldine. 
Who's, who's naming these dogs up there in Muscle Shoals? Yeah, I, named it, I named Samantha. I like, Sam. I like these names. You like Samantha? Yeah, why not? Oh, yeah, Sam. Samantha? Sam. It's a short. That's a short name, Sam. You call her Sam. It's a her. You're calling it Sam. Skyler, do you like Samantha? Sure. I don't. I don't like Samantha either, but I like Sam. Why did you name it Samantha if you don't like it? Well, I, that's just a long. That's just a long thing for Sam. You were always mad that your mom named you Winfrey, so Sam Samantha's gonna be mad that you named her Samantha. Well, well, if she if she doesn't like it, I'll change the name. All right, who's going to be getting up when Samantha's going to be trained all night? Me. You? Me. Me. Okay. All right, Joe, you think Samantha will be barking on the show tomorrow? Uh, I hope so. I expect <laughs> nothing less. <laughs> well, if it is barking tomorrow, we at least we know it could be an actual dog, not the phone barking. So, all right. No, it won't be. I'll cut the phone down at the here's the real this sounds like a dog I, I want to meet samantha well you can call it sam if you meet if you go up there and fix something in this house you can call it sam i hope so yeah all right uh the tide travels uh to baton rouge dad what is your biggest <laughs> if you're alabama is it we haven't played well on the road is it uh brian kelly's a disciplined football team we're gonna have to to fight a, a, a big time crowd up there they're playing for uh you know, to get to Atlanta as well, uh, they got a dual threat quarterback. What's your biggest concern if you're Nick Saban and, and the Alabama football team heading over to Baton Rouge? Uh, turnovers. Uh, no turnovers, no pass interceptions. Turnovers uh, with wideouts or fumbles or being able to find another running game besides the Pippen they have. Uh, offensively, that, that's the two things. You're going, they're going to key defensively. Uh, on the kid from Tech, and they're going to key on him hard. And uh, can somebody else run the football enough to take the pressure off of him and have the wideouts improved enough to run good routes where the offensive line can block and, and get him the football? I think that's a concern for them offensively. Uh, defensively, I think, they could, I think they'll do fine. Joe, why is this line going up? It's going up, up and away. It's up to 13 and a half now. It was 11 at one point. It's 13. It's 13 and a half now. Uh, why do you think this line is heading north right now for Alabama? Bryce Young's getting healthy by the day. Probably a good point there. You know, that week all probably came for at a perfect time for him. He's never played in Baton Rouge. I don't think the crowd really bothers Bryce Young. It's the guy. It's those linemen. It seems to bother. Uh, Bryce doesn't – it doesn't seem to really phase him at all. Uh, you ever had a player like that, Barry, where nothing, no circumstances ever ever bothered him? No. Nah. There there's not many out there like that. This guy's – this guy, He he's so calm. He's – if he's not playing, he's being a leader over on the sideline. He's just – he 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 will take responsibility if things don't go well. This guy's a he's a once in a lifetime guy, and he dad Bryce Young. Well, the, uh, the, the yeah, there's no doubt about it. You hit, you hit it on the head. He's terrific. Um, and the the situation at Tennessee is a costly game there. Really puts the pressure on Alabama. Uh, I don't know that. Say that they haven't won on the road. We, we hear that all the time. I don't think the roads had anything to do with it. I think they just 
as you talked about, been a little bit undisciplined with their penalties, you know, blocks in the back on a run back. Uh, you know, I tell you what, pass defense is really hard to teach, and it's really hard to be effective because it, it just is. But uh, until Alabama's wideouts get better, pass defense is going to hurt them some. And then the other game, the Auburn game, you know, if Auburn can, Joe, if they can shake up a staff, pull people off, they, they can get rid of five coaches, get a new head coach, got some guys calling plays, and they're only a 13-point underdog, you would think Auburn, then football coaching must not be that hard. These guys can just all of a sudden start coaching the position, and they got four days to get ready for a game – uh, well, against Mike, why is this line thirteen? You think you'd go to twenty? Uh, with well, I think one reason I, I think maybe Mississippi State team might be yawning now. Thinking, <laughs> uh, if you're not ready to jack them up a little bit, uh, we had a we had an interesting thing. I don't know if you've seen this. I probably shouldn't bring it up because he's so nice to us. But uh, I will bring it up because I guess. Sports news. Uh, the athletic director at Arkansas has come out and indicated, I think the word is indicated, that he was the first one called for the athletic director's job at Auburn. Yeah. And that the, that the people at Arkansas went to bat but did not want to lose him. They, they, uh, they were mad when he hired uh, football coach, but they got glad real quick when the football coach came in and it's an Arkansas kind of guy with, with the players. He's able to get along with the players. He's good. And so they changed their mind. They got a great basketball coach, they feel. Uh, they got him. So they're all hung up on that. But I've heard some people on other radio shows say that even though that may have happened, uh, he shouldn't have made that public. Did he make it public? I don't know. Um, I thought he did. I thought they said he did. And then you, some people know. may say, well, why would John Cohen, you know, he went to Mississippi State. He's been the AD there. He coached uh, baseball there from 2009 to 2016. He's been the athletic director there uh, for seven years. I think Dave Odom told me this one time, especially nowadays, you can stay somewhere too long. They get tired of you. They get tired of your answer to the press conference, your your style. Unless you were doing something like Nick Saban or Coach K did, they get tired of you. And they want a breath of fresh air. Sometimes you need a breath of fresh air. Is that true? Do people get tired of you after – you know, seven, eight, ten years, unless you're just doing something incredible. It's very true. Very true. I think, I think it is. Some people are miserable. We, we get to a point, you know, when, I, when you get to a point, and I don't mean to bring just a personal deal, but you get to the, like we got to the final 16, but couldn't get over that. Even though that was good, people didn't, didn't think it was good enough. And so it, it, that's what happens to you. And it's, you know, it's, it uh, lingers on you some. But, you know, you try to do everything you can to get another step. That other step doesn't take place for you. People are saying, we need to get somebody to get us further along in the So, yeah, 
I agree. I think Dave's right on that. Yeah, I need to get tired of you. <clears throat> tired of you, and you need a fresh start. This will be John Cohen's last job. If he does great, great. If he doesn't, he's going to have enough money to where it won't matter. All right, we'll take this break. We'll get back. We'll get my main man, J.C. in. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. This is Timothy Bowens with your Tide sports update. Former Alabama Crimson Tide player and current Minnesota Vikings tight end Irv Smith is set to miss multiple weeks with an injury. Bryce Young and Jameer Gibbs were named Maxwell Award semifinalists. The Alabama Ole Miss game was selected as the SEC on CBS Game of the Week for November 12th. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck 359 southbound at the ramp onto 2059. Use caution, you can expect some delays. Everything else around town pretty quiet. If you see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Don't miss out on the savings now at Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. The Biscuit Shop in Essex Square, Northport features sandwiches, bite-sized snacks, blueberry, meat, and specialty flavors baked fresh every day. Get a special 10% Welcome to Baton Rouge. We'll get the latest from the LSU Bengal Tigers. We'll continue our score prediction contest presented by Dreamland starting here at 2 o'clock on the game on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sky partly to mostly sunny today. Tuscaloosa's high 76. For tonight, mostly fair with the low at 52. For tomorrow and Friday, lots of sunshine both days with warm afternoons for early November. Highs between 78 and 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Something I've been messing with. I like that. Keep that going. Okay. How about something I can do? It's Friday after five. Got here just in time. Went ahead and with a line. <laughs> oh, I went All right. Uh, Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer. <laughs> Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer closest to you. I get to the Yellowwood hotline, and he is the owner of the bigspur.com. Has a podcast with Mike Morgan. He'll tell you all about that at the end of the segment. Our main man, JC. Good morning, JC. How are you? Hey, JC. Uh, good. Good to be with you guys today. Go ahead, Deb. Uh, the, uh, the announcements last night, Barry is upset that uh, Alabama was ahead of TCU. My comment, my comment is that regardless of what happened, 
Alabama kicks a field goal, they, they beat Tennessee. And so, uh, to me, that's that's huge. Uh, I know I know Alabama got rid of them uh, defensively. Uh, what, talk a little bit about that about that uh, situation there. Well, it's the committee <laughs> trying to kind of outsmart themselves a little bit. I, you know, I, I, I kind of lean toward, you know, maybe TCU should have been ahead. But, I, I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, Alabama has a pass to get in, um, you know, and, uh, and and TCU does as well. I mean, you have to, you know, I, I didn't understand Clemson being up there and that they claimed it was because of their schedule. Uh, I suppose they continue to overvalue the NC State and Wake Forest of the world and the Syracuses, uh, which soundly got you know got whipped by Notre Dame this past weekend. Um, but uh, that just kind of when you have just humans doing things, um, heck, me and you and Barry could get together and do that. I mean, it's it's uh, uh, I, I think they need some kind of when they go to twelve, some kind of guidelines and stuff for the committee, some kind of data to lean on or something. I'm sure, sure they do crunch those numbers, but uh, it's just, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of, kind of disappointing uh, to me, you know, and, and without a lot of justification or, or actual knowledge, when, you know, they're evaluating these teams. Hey, I just felt like uh, Alabama, uh, Texas A&M, who's not having a good year. I mean, they have a pass in the end zone to beat Alabama. Texas quarterback gets hurt and Alabama has to kick a field goal at the end. They go on the road to Tennessee at 15. They just don't – I would have put TCU ahead of them. If I were uh, not in Tuscaloosa, I'm here. I would have Alabama fatigue too there. You know, they, you're right. They have a way to play themselves in there. But let them earn it. Put TCU in front of them since they're undefeated. It'll still play itself out. You'll calm people down from saying that Alabama gets all the, the breaks in, in, in this – uh, situation. I just think it would have been smarter to put TCU above Alabama. Your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and look, man, the Big 12 this year, I, I don't think – I mean, TCU may end up being that dominant team, right? Uh, but but that's a good league. And, you know, they play everybody – everybody yeah. plays everybody uh, over there. You know, you, you don't think about it, but, I mean, because Texas and Oklahoma are down, but – Man, I, I wouldn't want to play Baylor in a bowl game or TCU or Kansas State. Heck, Kansas is good. Oklahoma State's good, uh, except for Saturday. <laughs> um, you know, TCU is good, like you mentioned. Texas Tech is beating Texas. I mean, that, that league top to bottom, those 10 teams, uh, are, are actually all really solid this year. Um, you know, now would I say they've played a tougher schedule than Alabama? Probably not. Uh, but what if Alabama had gone on the road and played Texas Tech and beat them by a field goal? You know, uh, are, are we are we putting a little bit more into the brand there when we give Bama credit for going and winning in Austin? I mean, uh, what are we doing? Or are we talking about did they beat a good team? You know, because I, I, I think Texas and Texas A&M are averages grit this year. Um, um, and so, yeah. you know, that, that that's the thing. I, so so that, that's my question. Uh, it's kind of unfortunate that we're dealing with TCU again because we all remember the first year uh, where TCU and Baylor got left out, uh, and I think that had a lot to do with brand. I think if that was Texas and Oklahoma tied at the top of the Big 12, they'd have gotten in. 
So uh, I hope hope brand doesn't have much to do with it, but unfortunately, I think it does. Uh, and when you're dealing with humans in this game, I mean that's that's kind of what it is. I mean, like I said, I, I I would hope maybe someday they add a little bit more to it instead of just those folks sitting around voting and 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 telling us what they see with their eyes. Because I think that uh, when you get into something that's subjective like that, it it, it causes a lot of uh, unnecessary controversy. JC, hey, uh, JC, uh, we're talking. Auburn now, uh, and people talk about home run hires. And, and I felt like when Alabama did hire Nick Saban, it felt like a home run hire. But it felt like Nebraska had a home run hire when they hired Scott Frost. I thought Florida made a home run with Dan Mullen. Those weren't even singles uh, at the end of the day. Is there a home run hire out there for Auburn? Uh, you know, I, I think it's hard to predict what these – uh, schools are going to do. I do think the transfer portal being the way it is does a, attract coaches more to where they say, I can go there, I can turn it faster. When guys have to sit out a year, they, they look at that and say, man, that is a dumpster fire. I, it'll be three years before I can put a quality team on the field. That That's changed wow. a little bit with the portal. Is there a home run hire out there for Auburn? Yeah, I think there's two. I think Lane Kiffin and Hugh Freak okay. uh, are, the, are the two. I mean, there's a lot of talk about Deion Sanders and stuff, and I, I think that would be more of a – I don't know. It may end up being a home run, but it may end up being just sort of an out-of-the-box. You know, in three years, they're talking about firing primetime. <laughs> you know, I mean uh, – but, but you know, look, Lane Kiffin and Hugh Freeze both have been in this league. They've won. Uh, they've given Bama fits or beaten them. That's important at Auburn. They kind of fit the mold down there because they're both – a uh, a little bit of a outlaws, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. And, then, uh, and that's always kind of been the mentality down at Auburn because they're in the state with Alabama, you know, so they have to kind of be, uh, have, I guess, a, a an outlaw mindset, you know. Uh, and that's, uh, I think both those guys fit like a glove there. Now, the, the question remains, are you going to run into some SEC issues with Freeze? Freeze just signed a new contract. Is he interested in jumping back into that? I think he would. Um, and then with uh, Kiffin, you know, you, you got a good thing going at Ole Miss. I mean, you got to ask yourself right now, is Auburn's ceiling higher? And I, 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 I believe it is because you're talking about a program that every coach except Harson has either had an undefeated season or uh, played for or won a national championship. You know, the last four coaches before him. That's Chiswick, Malzahn, uh, Tuberville, and also Terry Bowden back in the day. Uh, and, and so when that program is up, it's one of the best in the country. And so, you know, if, unfortunately for Ole Miss, you know, I, if I'm Kiffin, I'm taking a long look at that Auburn gig because, you know, Ole Miss is one of what? How many programs? Four or five in the league that have never been to Atlanta? <laughs> you know, and so... You know that's hard. You know that's a hard, that's a harder job uh, than Auburn. And, and, and coaches want the path of least resistance, you know, and they want to be able to go to a place where they can contend for all the marbles. Now, you know, will he take it? Will he be interested? Will they go that direction? I don't know. I mean, it's. Uh, I think what they have to avoid, though, guys, is, is the obvious choices out there. They need to land one of those guys because. If you think about the, the, the searches and stuff, they've either, since Tuberville, 
they sort of either reverted to old assistants that they could come in and throw a bunch of money at their staff and do whatever and all that with, with Malzahn and uh, and uh, Chiswick, or they that, or there's that out of left field Carson hire <laughs> where where clearly he wasn't a fit. So I um you know I I think this time around they need to go obvious you know and and I think those two guys um and throw a little prime time in there too um are are, are the obvious choice. But they can't. I mean. It, they got to hope that uh, Ole Miss doesn't make Atlanta. If they make it to Atlanta, then that sets off another week. And if he's going, he's going to have to go before the bowl game unless there's somehow crazy reason they got into the Final Four, which I don't think that'll happen. I mean, with the signing date when it is, don't you think they pretty much already have a pretty good idea uh, from talking to his agent behind the scenes if that's a guy they can get or not? They really, literally have to wait until – the regular season's over to find out whether he's going to say yes or no. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I mean, you, you got to move quick. And, you know, the, the AD they just hired down there, he's got a lot of experience. They did a really good job at Mississippi State. I was kind of surprised he took the Auburn gig because uh, he's kind of a Mississippi State guy, you know. Um, but, you know, they, they went down the road with a lot of different coaches uh, when he was there at Mississippi State. He kinda, they talked to Sark. They talked to a lot of other people. Um, you know, and then they, then he came up with Leach. So, you know, and, and, and he came up with Moorhead and he hired Mullet. So, so there, the track record there, he, he is a little different, you know, as far as the guys he, he selected over there. But, you know, Auburn's a different animal. I mean, it's a, it's a different job. And, you know, I, I think you need the right fit. I, I think you need some experience in the league. Uh, I think that's what they're, they're talking about now. Um, and they need to go get a ball coach, you know, to quit. Quit going and reaching for former assistants. You know, quit, uh, you know, and then if you're out of the process, don't let somebody hire Brian Arson, you know. Uh, go get a guy that makes sense. Tuberville and Bowden made sense, you know. Uh, but you're right. Earlier, Barry, you're right about Scott Frost and guys like that, you know. I mean, it, it, it is an inexact science. So even if they did get Kiffin or Freeze, there's no no guarantee that they would work and work out. I mean, it's uh, – that's just how it is in this league. I mean, you know, I don't think anybody thought Josh Heupel would be doing what he's doing at Tennessee no. this quick. So, you know, that's that's the deal there. Yeah, that. Uh, those made uh, some pretty good comments about Auburn. Uh, the first part of that, you're you're exactly right because I've kept up with them all my life, trying to play against them in another sport. Um, you've got a let's just say that sake of the question. You've got a good, terrific offensive football team in Tennessee versus a great defensive team, certainly better than Tennessee at Georgia. Uh, based on offense versus defense, I know personnel. Uh, who wins that game? Ha. Man, I I keep picking against Tennessee and thinking the other shoe will drop. <laughs> I think I did pick Tennessee to cover last week. I just said it's going to be interesting to see how Kentucky played them. Kentucky didn't play them too well, right? Um, you know, with Georgia, I, I think I, I think they got to hold on to the ball. I mean, you know, it, 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 the good news for dog fans, Georgia's offense is sort of designed for that. They're not, you know, spread you out, chunk it all over the yard. They hit the short passes. They work sideline to sideline. They'll throw it to Bowers, and he'll go make a play. 
Uh, and the thing is with Tennessee's defense, Coach, teams aren't getting Tennessee's defense. They're not attacking their weakness. You know, they, 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 Tennessee's, I think, 10th in the country in run defense at about 90th in total defense. And they're not going down the field, not throwing over the top of them, uh, all that. And, and they're kind of playing right into their hands, you know, because they're going to take a lot of gambles. So the matchup I'm looking at with Georgia's own offense is Todd Monken. In my opinion, Todd Monken, Georgia's offensive coordinator, is, is having one of those runs play-calling-wise, uh, sort of like Sark did at Alabama a couple years ago, where you can just tell he's in the zone, he's dialing it up, he's dissecting weaknesses, that kind of thing. So I think it's going to be an important matchup, you know, his offensive play-calling versus Tennessee's. And then you know what Kirby's going to do. I mean, they're they're not going to come out like Alabama and try to match them and chunk it all over the place and, outscore Tennessee, they're going to try to get, keep their offense on the field, try to get three and outs on defense, <laughs> and uh, try to come up with a way to slow them and limit their opportunities. And, and because the game's in Athens, you know, I, I, I'm leaning towards Georgia, but, man, oh, man, I, I've underestimated Tennessee all year, and I, I hate to keep looking like a fool, but, uh, you know, Georgia just may be too good defensively, and then – you know, their offense is sort of designed for games like this to hold the ball, keep the other team off the field. And um, if they're not on the field, they can't score, can they? So uh, I think, I think you know, my, my hunch is the game is going to go that way. But like I said, I've underestimated Tennessee all year, and, and, you know, I very well could be completely wrong. Could this Tennessee be the, the Joe Burrow senior year team? Everybody kind of, nah, it's gonna, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And then, before you knew it, they were the national champions. Uh, this quarterback for Tennessee, I think he is something else. Uh, and they they are hitting on all cylinders right now. Could this could this could they win this national championship? And we look back and say, man, we were all wrong. This was this was Joe Burrow's team in 2019. It could be. You know, I watched uh, Hooker, uh, their quarterback out of high school. He's from Greensboro, North Carolina. The one thing about him I always liked is he's accurate. You know, he he throws. An accurate ball under pressure doesn't matter. He's he and and he's very accurate on his deep balls too. Uh, that's why I didn't really understand at Virginia Tech. He kind of had one down year during the pandemic, and then he was gone. You know, I I, I personally kind of think the kid maybe doesn't practice all that well, and he just plays well in the games because if you look at when he went to Tennessee, he didn't win the job initially. They played Joe Milton, and they were struggling. Yeah, and lo and behold, they throw this guy out there, and boom, away they go. <laughs> uh, he's special. I mean, you know, he'd probably have my Heisman vote right now, to be honest. Although I'm still hoping for Jameer Gibbs, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's one of those things that uh, you know he he's in a zone too. You know, the, the, they are clicking, uh, and he's just in great sync with his receivers. You know, they got two backs that are, you know perfect for what they do because they're smaller guys uh that have got good balance and vision that run tough they got speed you know i mean they're and, and their offensive line um you know has played really well uh this year to keep keep the guy upright and all that and then they go so dang fast i mean it's like you know what do you do but um i think that uh you know i i, I think that could tennessee win it yeah if they win this weekend Guys, I, I think it's not—it's definitely not out of the question that they get to the playoff and win the whole thing. I mean, that's 
you know, Ohio State is a team that's kind of on a roll right now that I think gives them a lot of problems. Um, but if they beat Georgia, you know, you've not lost Georgia and Alabama. There's not really anybody left, you know. So uh, I think that uh, a win this weekend uh, puts the Vols definitely uh, in that mix. And, and it could end up being like the Joe Burrow senior year because, you know, while while that was a little bit different type of system, uh, it was still fun to watch and explosive just like the Vols are. We keep waiting for Alabama to put it together. Uh Prior to the season, people around here are saying this would be the best defense Nick Saban's had. I, I don't seem to have a, a, a dog on that defense. Uh, you know, usually you don't want to play a Nick Saban team after he's had a week to prepare. Will this be the week weekend that Alabama finally puts it together down in Baton Rouge against LSU? Yeah, speaking of people that are in sync and kind of on a roll, yeah. uh, Daniels, the quarterback for LSU, has really played well. Lately, I mean, Baton Rouge is always a tough place to play. I know historically, Bama usually wins down there. <laughs> uh, they've had some big wins. I, I was reading about the time they that Francione went down there and shut Nick Saban out or whatever, thirty-one nothing back in '02. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it could be. I, I thought the Mississippi State game was a was somewhat of a positive sign, but then you look at it, and you're like, well, Saban kind of has Leach's number. You know, they and they don't score very much against Bama. And so you hope that's the case. Uh, I think the secondary just hasn't been, you know, what it normally is. There's a lot of busted assignments back there. And, um, you know, as far as a dog goes, I mean, you know, you got Will Anderson. Uh, but uh, other than that, you know, it's just it, it hasn't been as good as maybe people expected. And then you throw in the, you know, the fact that the receiving core – while I think it's still good, uh, it's not elite like it has been. And so Bryce Young and Gibbs and those guys are kind of carrying the whole thing right now. Um, and so they're vulnerable. They could go down this weekend to LSU for sure. But, you know, I, I think that, you know, this is a game that, that will probably tell us a lot about, you know, did they have they gotten it fixed? Can the defense be great? That kind of thing. Because, you know, right now you just haven't seen it so far. Yeah. That. Well, I don't really have to see that. Great answers. Uh, Barry, you and, you and J.C. tell me, each one of you, uh, that deep down in his heart, Saturday, who is John Cohen pulling for? Is it the state or Auburn? I don't know. <laughs> uh, you probably just think I can't lose this one. Uh, He's probably going to be like, I'm just going to watch the game. Will he, will, will, here's a better question. Will he? Will he? All right, let me ask you this. Will he go to the game? Sure. You think he will? It's at Mississippi State. He won't, he, won't, he won't get to sit in the press box at Mississippi State. <laughs> I don't know if he'll go to the game or not. JC, answer me this. What is it? I knew South Carolina was going to lose that game to Missouri. It, it's just, <laughs> you, could, you just know it. If you've been over there, you know they were going to have about a let- 80,000 other people. <laughs> you know that. You knew they were going to have a letdown. Why is that? What is it? I mean, I know Shane Beamer 
can get his team back up to play. But you knew it. You knew it was going to happen, and, and Missouri went out there and made them look awful after they played so good against Texas A&M. Why is it? Well, South Carolina needs a new offensive coordinator. I've sat here and watched 21 games of this garbage, and I'm tired of watching. I mean, it's, you've got Spencer Rattler. You've got a bunch of improved receivers. You've got a, you know, you're supposed to be deep at running back. You've got a veteran offensive line. You've got two guys tied in that are probably going to play in the NFL, and one of them you only played nine plays. Uh, Jaheim Bell, I mean, it, it's a dumpster fire, and I think Shane knows it. I mean, he's got to make a change there. I mean, these play calls they have are like thirteen, seven to 13 words long, and everybody else who's good on offense in college football, they're holding up poster boards with pictures of SpongeBob SquarePants and stuff, trying to simplify it that much for their kids. This guy thinks he's Andy Reid. You know, he spent one, one season getting coffee for the offensive line coach at the Panthers. Uh, as, as an assistant offensive line coach, and he comes back and, and wants to dial him up like Andy Reid. And I'm like, you know, that's just way too complex. You're shuffling. The, the, the offense, I saw him in person, right, in Kentucky. Uh, and they, they picked it up in the second half up there. But this offense just operates at such a glacial pace that you could see him trying to run in groupings and run groupings out. And the other team's just sitting there adjusting, substituting too. I mean – the name of the game these days is you got to catch is to try to catch defense with your pants down and use your athlete to match up against their athletes and win one on one battles. None of that's happening in South Carolina. Now, did the defense come out flat? Yes. <laughs> did the team come out flat? Yes. Was the crowd late arriving and flat? Yes. Uh, and like you said, I think a lot of people just knew it because they knew what Missouri was going to do on defense. And there's no. Uh, just like last season in Columbia, Missouri, uh, there's no answer. There's no answer. Uh, if they lose to Vanderbilt this weekend, the wheels are coming off. Okay. And they could do that. Um, if they beat them, you know, you get to a bowl. And if you're Shane Beamer, keep recruiting and make the changes you got to make to maximize your program. It's a shame because he's done everything else perfect almost as far as hiring, recruiting, getting people excited, that kind of thing. And he's won his, his share of games. But you know this is a big bugaboo. You know you got to you got to get this out. You got to get this fixed. Um, and I think he will in time. But uh, yeah, very disappointing loss uh, for South Carolina. And I'm just done with it. I mean, I, like I said, gave him gave him the benefit of the doubt last year. They kept using this excuse. We used four different quarterbacks. Whatever. Okay, fine. Well, you know you got one this year uh, who's pretty good talent wise, and, and he looks like a deer in headlights because. You know, you've got all the, you know, he's got a wristband on Barry and Coach. It looks like an iPad is strapped <laughs> to his wrist. That, 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 that's ridiculous. I mean, that's, and you knew Spencer kind of had trouble at Oklahoma with stuff like that. You know, he's more of a snap it and chunk it down the yard guy, you know? Yeah. He, he's not, you know, let the, let the NFL teach him how to do that, right? Yeah. And all year, you know, rookie quarterbacks in the NFL make this final point. Rookie quarterbacks in the NFL, they don't struggle because, everybody's bigger, stronger, and faster than they are. There's no real development that takes place up there, you know, physically. It's all mental because there's just so much more to process. And so when you overload a rookie, a guy that's never done it before, that's essentially what Rattler is, you know, he's going to struggle. And so what, on what planet in college football does it make sense to do that? None. Well, so, um, I pushed yeah, the button I'm there. Yeah, I just – I riled you up. You'll – You'll be uh, good to go for the rest of the morning. All right, JC, tell everybody where they can 
Tell them where they can find Look, you. Alabama's got a former NFL head coach running its offense. You think you think you think they're rolling out there with you know slowly running personnel in and out and, and having thirteen word play calls for Bryce? No. Well, JC, <laughs> don't say that. These Alabama people they ready they they want him out of here. Uh, as crazy as it sounds. So tell everybody where they can find you. All right. Uh, Mike on the road this week. I'm not sure about a new JC and Morgan podcast, but maybe toward the end of the week we'll have that. You can get that on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. JC and Morgan, college football podcast. Certainly next time we have an episode, we're going to have a ton to talk about with Auburn and everything else going on. No doubt. Thank you, JC. Thanks, JC. Good Thanks, job. All right. Uh, Alabama One, they're making life easy for you. Go to www.alabamaone.org for all their different products and services, the vehicle loan, the mortgage, the credit card. I've got them all. And dealing with the people out there is the best part of Alabama One. They'll find the best solution for all of your needs. Go to www.alabamaone.org. And we want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. They made this 7 o'clock hour possible when you build the five-star backyard, let the yellow man handle it for you. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Phone lines will be open, 205-342-9904. Look forward to visiting with Bill Cameron at 815. We have a couple things to talk to Bill about as well. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. Nissan Traffic Center. We got a wreck 359 southbound at the ramp onto 2059. Use caution. You could expect some delays. Everything else around town pretty quiet. If you see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Don't miss out on the savings now at Towns and Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, I'm Gary Harris. Coming up Wednesday on the Gary Harris Show, we'll have the Bama Football Recruiting Report with Andrew Bone, and we'll talk NASCAR with Matt Coulter, including that move by Ross Chastain at Martinsville, one of the most daring moves we've ever seen in the history of the sport. That's coming up Wednesday, 9 to 11, on the Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 FM. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. It's the Tuscaloosa Community Calendar, powered by Pepsi. The Rise Center will host its annual Buy for Rise charity sale this Friday and Saturday. Shoppers can score big bargains. Stay at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Work is a part of all of us. We know that the world around us has changed. And that's why the Alabama Department of Labor is here to get you back to working hard. Work is a part of all of us. Let us help you get back to it. By visiting your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, ETA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We got a wreck 359 southbound at the ramp onto 2059. Use caution. You can expect some delays. Everything else around town pretty quiet. If you see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Don't miss out on the savings now at Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified for the modern-day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel, Redefined. Coming up, Coming up on the game with Ryan Fowler. Alabama LSU. We're going to get you ready for this big game down in Baton Rouge. We'll go down to Baton Rouge. We'll get the latest from the LSU Bengal Tigers. We'll continue our score prediction contest presented by Dreamland starting here at 2 o'clock on the game on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. COVID-19 has disrupted our lives, but it won't have the last word. We will. Across Alabama, thousands are getting vaccinated to protect themselves and others. Find out where you can get the COVID vaccine today at alabamaunites.com. Please get vaccinated. If you have symptoms, also get tested for COVID-19. Alabama Unites Against COVID. Sponsored by the ADPH, the ABA, and this station. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. A Town Square Media Station. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Phone lines open 205-342-9904. Andrew Kniffer helps us kick off this 8 o'clock hour. He's my all-state insurance agent. Let him become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 in Northport. A lot of people have their uh, insurance, Joe, on auto draft. They don't even really know what they have, uh, which is good to have it on auto draft. But let Andrew run a quote for you, whether it be home, life, auto. Uh, let him look at uh, what you currently have. Uh, make sure you got enough coverage, too much coverage, whatever you need. He can take you through the process. He takes great care of me. He'll do the same for you. 205-722-9201. Get to the Andrew Kniffer hotline and get Philip into the show. Good morning, Philip. Good morning. How are you doing, man? Good. How are you, help? I'm good. Hey, a uh, couple of things about LSU stands out. Um, first of all, you know, they, they eat by Auburn 21 to 17. Uh, Tennessee smoked them 40 to 13. Um, they gave up 35 points. They did beat Florida, but they gave up 35 points to kind of a mediocre Florida offense. 
Um, and then they finished real strong against Ole Miss. They scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to pull away from Ole Miss and, and beat them soundly. And, you know, of course, they lost that this year early in the year. So they ought to be 7-1. and one. Um, And I, I agree with you about uh, O'Brien at Alabama. To me, that's just a, a real good example of mob mentality on him. Yeah. Sure, I think, you know, there have been some calls made that, that, you know, he'd like to have back and, you know, the, especially the, the decision to run, to not run the ball late in the game against Tennessee was costly. But overall, the offense is pretty good. But the thing about the Alabama offense that concerns me is, you know, like Coach Saban said yesterday, the, the running game's got to get better. But the passing game sort of, it breaks down and, and it evolves, it just evolves into a, a scenario where, where Bryce is running for his life, scrambling around. And I don't think that's going to be an effective way to finish out these next two games at all. They've got to get that corrected. Um, and I hope, I hope they get them, hope they can build off the Mississippi State game, which was obviously probably Alabama's overall best game of the year. Um, but it's going to be a rough game and, and, um, Alabama is, you know, a lot of people are, are, are thinking they're going to roll into Baton Rouge and, and win, but I'm I'm pretty concerned about it because of the defensive play, which, like you said a minute ago, has not been, you know, stellar, stellar this year. We just don't have an alpha dog out there, in my opinion. Yeah, they haven't played great on the road. And I, I did watch the LSU-Tennessee game, and I, I thought, and even Brian Kelly said, they went for it on some crazy situations and for on fourth down and he said we could have played the game a lot closer i just uh took some chances there uh so I, that scores a little bit misleading to 40 to 13 but i do think this lsu team has gotten better every week brian kelly they were ready to hang him after the first game but they seem to uh kind of understand the system more the quarterback's playing a lot better it's gonna be a night game down there we keep thinking that Surely Alabama won't make that many penalties again, and it happens again and again and again. I know it didn't uh, the last game, but it'll be a hostile environment. I don't worry about Bryce, but I do worry about those other guys down in Baton Rouge in a night game. Your thoughts on that, Phil? Yeah, oh, you're not kidding. I mean, anytime anytime we're on the road and you start seeing the offensive linemen raise up and look back at Bryce and like there's total confusion. It's just never. Ne- it seems like it's never a good night, um, especially with this team. Um, so hopefully they can get that mess corrected and, and play a and play a complete game and coach a complete game and, and do a better job on on both sides. Uh, uh, because I'm telling you, I mean, this week and next week is going to be a tall order to fill, and basically it boils down to these two games and. And um, they can't they can't lose. That's bottom line. And I'm looking forward to basketball Monday. I'm cautiously optimistic. I hope this can be a good team. I hope Bidiaco can get back. We, Alabama needs him, and um, and need uh, Mark Sears to to carry the torch at point at point guard. Yeah, it looks like Quinterly. I saw some uh, video of him yesterday. It looks like he's going to get back a little quicker than they thought. He looked to me looked to be almost ready to go. Uh, now that won't do anything but, but you know add to their depth there if those other guys can play as well. Great call, Philip. I appreciate it. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Uh, good call there. I think he hit the nail on the head about does this defense, Joe, Dad, do they have a Reuben Foster, like one of these guys that just 
If you're not doing your job, they'll just grab you up by the jersey. They'll huddle them up. They'll they'll lay the wood. So I don't see that guy on this defense. Dad, do you? I just don't think they have that one just tough joker that's a just a little bit crazy over there. They have uh, they have one, but uh, he hasn't. Uh, resonated with the others. He's done it on his own, and, and we expected that. And uh, he's a heck of a player. As far as resonating with getting the others ready to play, he hasn't shown that type of, of, of leadership there, I don't think. Uh, he's, he does his job, and, and when he does it, we expect it. And we don't brag on him because he's a you know, big play in the, in, the, in the Texas game that we seem to forget. Um, that Help them win the game. So I would just say, he's more called a dog. Maybe he's not a dog, but he's a great player. But he just doesn't resonate with the other other defensive guys. Other defensive guys sort of, you know, do what they need to do to be successful. Yeah, I think we've all coached guys like that. That they're going to do their job. They're going to take care of themselves. They're going to be ready. They're going to do the study. They're going to. Uh, lift the yep. weights. They're going to do that, but they some guys do it and bring guys with them. Some guys just do it and hey, I well, don't do it. I, I don't have it. They don't affect the other guys, and that might be a you might be onto something there. Well, it's personality. It's personality. Everybody has, you know, everybody, everybody has a different personality um, on the field and off the field. And sometimes if they're if they're tough and mean off the field, they're that way with their teammates on the field, but he doesn't seem to be that way. He's a great, great player. Regardless of what anybody says, Alabama's going to miss him because he's he's been something else. Now, I've seen all the defensive players since 1960 uh, when I was there, and so he's as good as any, any of them we've ever had. So he just doesn't, just doesn't go with it. You know, I uh, kind of interested uh, when I said to you, you know, who is Who's John Cohen pulling for? And I, had, you know, I had silence on the other end. On, on this question, who, if, if Alabama does what they need to do, who is the Alabama coaching staff? Who would the Alabama coaching staff rather play, Tennessee or Georgia? Hmm. Good question, I think. Uh, More I silence. I would I would rather play Georgia. Um, I just that, that team that just run up and down the field on they scare me to death. A team that can score them. At least Georgia has to methodically get it down the field on you. I think Alabama can make enough stops, and and with Bryce Young, I think he can score enough points. But uh, Tennessee, when you can score on one play or thirty seconds, those teams scare me to death. Uh, so well, well, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think I think I had too. I think I think Georgia will do a good job of preparation. They learned a lot from the Alabama game. Kirby does a much better job on the sideline than some of our listeners or some of our guests think. Uh, they know what to do, how to do it. Uh, so that's a that's a plus for them, a minus for Alabama when they play them. But I, I would agree when you play fast against Alabama. They're not as effective, and uh, Tennessee's going to play as fast as they can. I, I would say, and I know, have no idea. I'll find out from one of the coaching staff members. I would say it would probably be Georgia, 
rather Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee just reminds me of that team that can. They got about five guys that can hit the three, and they scare you. They get they start hitting those threes, and it's like nothing you can do. They're hitting them from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, two, yeah. two months ago, I said just off the out of the blue, don't be surprised if Alabama plays Tennessee twice. I got a couple of things like how ridiculous that was, and uh, it could happen. It could definitely happen. They could actually play them three times, if you want to be honest. If Tennessee beats Georgia and Alabama were to beat Tennessee over in Atlanta, Tennessee's not going to fall from one to out of the top uh, four. So Alabama and Tennessee would both make it uh, to the final four. Royal Cleaners are making life easy for you. They'll come right to you. Pick up the laundry, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back to that service. Take it to work. You want you want to stop by the house, or if you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, Northport, or Rice Mine Road, they do a great job for me. Let them do the same for you. Two zero five three nine one zero zero three four Royal Cleaners for all your cleaning needs. Bill Cameron is next. You listen to Tide one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Wednesday morning. A woman who got into a physical disagreement with another woman in this morning's early hours at Timerson Square Entertainment District downtown received non-life-threatening wounds when she was shot. The Tuscaloosa Violent Crimes Unit reports one woman attempted to leave the area. The other pulled out a gun and fired into the victim's car. Both women are Tuscaloosa County residents. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news sports and weather coverage. It's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a wreck on US 43 at McFarland with minor delays. Congestion on 69 at Union Chapel and 69 also down at Shelton State. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. Don't miss out on the savings now at Towns and Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, I'm Gary Harris. Coming up Wednesday on the Gary Harris Show, we'll have the Bama Football Recruiting Report with Andrew Bone, and we'll talk NASCAR with Matt Coulter, including that move by Ross Chastain at Martinsville, one of the most daring moves we've ever seen in the history of the sport. That's coming up Wednesday, 9 to 11, on the Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 FM. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partly to mostly sunny today, Tuscaloosa's high 76. For tonight, mostly fair with a low at 52. For tomorrow and Friday, lots of sunshine both days with warm afternoons for early November. Highs between 78 and 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. 
Need to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Then subscribe to our YouTube channel for exclusive content on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Chicken fried and cold beer on a Friday night, a pair of jeans that fit just right, and the radio. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. We'll get right to the Alabama One Hotline. He's the ESPN 106.7. The Drive up and down in Auburn, Opelika. Uh, every day, four to six, joins us every Wednesday. Bill Cameron. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Hey, Bill. Uh, it, it, it's been a week, guys. It's uh, it, it, it's really been one. I, I had somebody uh, somebody say, well, you know, rough day for Brian Harson on Monday. And I went, look, man, I got up Monday morning, went and had shoulder surgery. Brian Harson got up, uh, went in, and was told he's got $15 million not to work. So I I, I have a problem with somebody that says what a, what a tough day it was for Brian Harson. <laughs> but... Uh, I'm I'm doing all right. It's just an, another uh, another reaction to that. Uh, to what all started with the hip, then became the knee, and then I took a little fall and landed on the shoulder. So, uh, so I'm I'm just I'm just getting put together piece by piece, sort of Humpty Dumpty and me back together. It's sort of like Auburn football's trying to get. What What are the behind the scenes, side and the scenes there? How that all went down, uh, Bill? Was it based off of? The press conference, maybe he, I think he was getting a little surly. You know, it was starting to kind of maybe spiral out of control. Did they come, did they call him to the president's office? Did, how did that all go down on Monday? No, I, I really think, I really think that the whole thing, the timing of everything was all based on when, uh, when, when President Robert had his, uh, AD lockdown, when he, when he had everything finalized with John Cohen. That's, that's when, I mean, uh, Brian Harson had to know that that it was coming sometime. He may have thought it would be at the end of the year, but I, I really don't think that uh, he was told anything until Monday, um, when when everything was finalized was about to be finalized with John Cohen. I really think Dr. Roberts all along had not wanted his new AD to have to fire a coach as the first thing he did, so he himself made the call. Man, that was one of the stranger press releases I've ever seen. Like I mentioned, I had I had shoulder surgery Monday. I had just come out of anesthesia and had gotten my phone when uh, it was 11.50. I looked at my phone, and at 11.52, while I'm checking emails, here comes the release from Auburn, and it was a very interesting release. Did not mention Brian Harson. Did not have his name. Just said Auburn was making a change in football leadership. Uh, I, I thought... Wow, that's a that's a rather different kind of press release. Didn't say I, I expected the first release maybe to be AD because we'd heard on Saturday that John Cohen was going to be the AD. But uh, no, the first release rumor came a little bit before noon, and at about um, I guess around four thirty comes word that other coaches were being moved, and those were also uh, those decisions came also from the president's office. And then it was announced that Carnell Williams would be the interim coach. So it was a it was a strange day indeed. Yeah, that. Um. Besides, this is probably going to question be a question that. Uh, besides 
Franklin Cohen and Dr. Roberts. Uh, who do you think will be, because you get so much stuff heard, and I, of course, friends with a lot of people down there, who else will be on that committee to decide, or will those, will those two gentlemen be the ones that decide to be football coach? Well, what I'm hearing right now is this John Cohen call. Uh, Chris, Chris Roberts used the committee to get some names for the, uh, for the AD search, but, um, you know, people were speculating and everybody thought they had some sources, but the information was coming from, from the people that were being interviewed or friends of theirs. I mean, John Hartwell didn't make it uh, any secret that he was interested in the job. And then Eddie Nunez turned out some of Eddie Nunez's uh, connections let the word out about him, but I thought Dr. Roberts did a, did a great job of keeping things quiet. But uh, from from everything that I understand right now, it's John Cohen's call, and John Cohen in the past has not been a big committee guy. Uh, John Hartwell, I saw where he resigned. Uh, yeah. Is he just wanting to get out of Utah State? Is there any chance of him coming to Auburn in another capacity, or is he just getting out of uh, altogether, Bill? That, yeah, that's a really good question, Barry. I, I, I'm not really sure. I mean, there there have been, uh, you know, and, and I don't know any of the details of this. I saw that there had been uh, some, some lawsuits out there. John Hartwell was not involved, but there's some lawsuits against the athletic department there at Utah State. Maybe it's about to be a mess out there. Um, but, uh, you know, he I know he's from he's from Mobile, and he was really interested in, in the Auburn job. I know Auburn is still looking for – a, an assistant director for NIL, and that's something that John Hartwell had been very heavily involved with. So maybe that's the case. I, I really don't know, but it sure looks like, yeah, he's he's ready to get out of Utah. Uh, does John, if John Cohen is the, the guy that's going to make the decision, um, are all the, the, the money people down there, are they going to be okay? Uh, or does it depend on who he picks? Uh, where the, If you can get them all together down there, I think you – you can really build something there with the NIL and all the stuff there together. That's probably – does he need to run it by certain people or does he just need to go with it and everybody get on the same – how does he handle this, Bill? That, that, that's a really good question. I mean, he's <laughs> – uh, um, you know, his, he's, he's hired a couple of football coaches before and, and, you know, it's Joe Moorhead and Mike Leach are the two football coaches he's hired before. And, uh, you know, uh, e- either one of those two I think would – you know, something along those lines would be very tough to sell to the to all the power brokers here. I do think, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, that I think Dr. Roberts has really been working trying to get people to to get on the same page and be ready to support. But but yeah, I would think John Cohen's going to have to uh, at least let some you know, let some people know the direction that he's heading in before something's finalized. But I do think, uh, as we have said, that that right now they're the, the resources are there for them to be able to offer whoever they want. They don't have to be afraid uh, that that they won't have enough to offer someone. That doesn't mean they're going to get you know accepted by the first or the second person that they ask. But uh, I, I think there I think there are some names that would be amenable to to most of the people who um, who you want to keep happy here. And and and, and you know I, I don't know what direction John Cohen's going. He's He's had some really good hires at Mississippi State. Like I said, he's only had those two in in football, but I think Auburn's just a completely different animal. I mean, they've got different resources, and uh, there's there's more wherewithal in Auburn to be able to go after a little uh, 
um, bigger targets. Yeah, my fear here is Lane Kiffin. So I feel like he has all the power. And, I mean, can he tell them, all right, I'll come, but it's going to cost you $10 million. I want what Kirby and Coach Saban are – or if you want me to beat those guys, you've got to pay me like those guys. Would Auburn say, okay, come on? Will, he, will they pay that number? Uh, they they might, Barry. Uh, if, if, if he's the guy that they – that John Cohen decides that he wants, uh, I, I think they very well could. Um because I mean, you're, you're you're looking around. That's that's not as crazy as this sounds. I mean, that's uh, almost the going rate for for top notch uh, coaching prospects these days. Yeah, Dab. But uh, but, but but John but John Cohen, but a Mississippi State guy hire an old Miss guy. Well, you know, we were talking about this yesterday on on the show, and again, uh, uh, you know, he could he could probably uh, affect. Four schools. If he did hire Lane Kiffin, I mean, think about it. He um, he would hurt Ole Miss. And it would probably make Mississippi State fans happy that he hurt Ole Miss. I don't know that it would thrill Alabama fans. It would probably make Auburn fans happy. So I mean, um, crazier things have happened. Well, you know, if you're Auburn, you get, you got to look at this thing, and you know, unless Ole Miss makes it to the SEC championship game, they got to find out pretty fast if he's – maybe they know now uh, from talking – you know, you talk to the agents behind the scenes. These things seem to get worked out because whoever takes that job has got to get there and get recruited. They can't coach in the bowl game. Uh, no. And so, you know, I don't know that Ole Miss will be in Atlanta. Probably not. But they got to know pretty fast as soon as that season over where he's the guy, then – they got to turn to number two, three, you know, wherever they go there. Uh, you think they're already working on that behind the scenes? That stuff usually gets done, uh, and the coaches just keep working and the agents handle it all. I'm sure that's getting done. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if, uh, you know, sometime here in the next week or so, even though Lane got an extension last year, if they redo it and, uh, and, and up the, up the number there, because I know they can't go more than four years there. That's one thing that is always a bit. Uh, a bit of a problem there in the state of Mississippi is no contracts can go more than four years. And that's where, you know, if, if Auburn, if Auburn offers, and I believe that the only thing that, that uh, a school in Mississippi can do is try to match the money. So if Auburn offered nine million over six years or something like that, then Ole Miss would need to almost offer 11 million just to make it the same amount of money over those, uh, over a shorter period of time. Yeah. Uh, that, um, would Auburn, in, in this case, ever consider hiring an assistant coach at a very successful school? You're breaking up with He said, would Auburn, uh, you're breaking up, would consider to hire a successful assistant, Adele McGee, somebody like that who's an assistant at another school, but known to be a great recruiter, probably could bring some guys with him. They probably wouldn't have to pay as much, so they could pay more towards getting guys in there to recruit. How far would it have to fall to get to something like that, uh, Bill? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I wondered if, if it would, if it's a situation, how far would it have to fall? Or is there someone that, that a, a majority of the, the people, the, the power folks that really have the money would really be behind? I mean, um, you know, we, we, we talked Dale McGee and Charles Kelly um, last week, a couple of other names that people have mentioned that I think would uh, uh, w- would probably get a, a little bit of support would be uh, Rodney Garner or Joe Witt Jr., who's the co-defensive coordinator of the Cowboys. 
I mean, those are a couple of guys uh, that, that aren't proven, you know, Division One head coaches, but they uh, both understand Auburn, the SEC, and recruiting. Could they get those guys to come as an assistant if they paid them crazy money? They need to, they got to have – it's not just the head coach, man. It's who can he bring. Right. Who can he bring, and they need to bring some – top-notch recruiters down there. So they're going to have to pay a little little extra to pull those guys away from Georgia and Tennessee if that's the direction they want to go. Oh, you're right about that. Uh, and I think that's probably the most important thing when they're talking – well, not the most important things, but one of the most important things when talking with any of the candidates is who are you going to bring? Who's going to be on your staff? You know, who, what kind of – not just what kind of guy, but they'll want some names of, of who they expect to have on that staff. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Derek. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, For the assistant coaches who were let go, uh, let go of fire because of – were they let go? Did they quit? Were they let go? I know Will Will Finch is going to help with the offense. Uh, How did that come down with those guys that that, uh, got out besides the head coach? I believe that they, they were. Uh, I believe that decision came from the top, came from above. Carnell Williams, and it was just uh, uh, the offensive side. It, it's funny because it was offensive, offensive guys. You know, you've still got uh, Jeff Schmetting, who was a a guy that came with um, with Brian Harson. The defensive staff is still intact, so I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure what was going on, but I think that came from from the president's office as well, and that's interesting. Now Auburn had some guys. That uh, should be able to fill in there as analysts. You know, we we speculated about some of them. Mike Mike Hartline, who played quarterback at Kentucky. His brother is the uh, you know one of the top uh, young assistants and and recruiters in the country at Ohio State. Is going to be the quarterback coach. You mentioned that Will Friend. Uh, Will's been an offensive coordinator. He's never been a play caller. I think Ike Hilliard is going to be the play caller. Uh, but uh, Kendall Simmons, who was an outstanding offensive lineman at Auburn, has been. Uh, at Auburn for a couple of years as an analyst trying to work his way on the field. He'll get his shot there. And uh, Joe Bernardi is a guy that uh, has, has actually been one of Auburn's better recruiters there uh, as an analyst and um, has worked with the offensive line and tight ends. He'll be the tight ends guy. But I don't really know why there wasn't any indication of why, but it's obviously something that the uh, uh, that, that President Roberts just felt he needed to go ahead and clean house and, and – uh, um, you know, make room for some of the other new guys. I mean, Bill, how can they throw all that together in four days and the line only be 13 at Mississippi State? You would think with all that disarray, I mean, these guys, I mean, do they even know the playbook that they've been using? <laughs> you know, these guys are all totally different jobs there. Do they run the same playbook? What quarterback are they going to use? I would think that line would have gone off the board. But it's at 13 now. Why is that thing sitting there at 13? Are the players very happy to have uh, Carnell Williams coaching? The, are they excited to play for this guy? I'm sure they are. Maybe that's factoring why this line's only 13. That may, that may be, but you're absolutely right. I thought I thought it would definitely go off the board. They're going to have to do what they've been doing. I mean, yeah, you can't change an offense or or uh, you know make make great changes, drastic changes. Obviously, defensively, it's the same staff. So. They've had enough troubles over there defensively without having to try to make changes. Uh, Robbie Ashford's going to be your guy at quarterback. I don't think there's any question about that. The players really like Parnell. Um, you know, he's had some folks doing well. Will he have a shot to be the head coach? I would say 
you know, not unless something unbelievable happens, but Auburn wins out. I think this is a good move for, for Cadillac. It, it gets him uh, an opportunity to, to be a little more visible. But, uh, you know, he, he hasn't been uh, coaching that long on the college ranks. But, yeah, the players really like him. But I can't imagine. I, I would think it's going to probably be a scaled-down version of what Auburn has been doing up to this point. And, and, and I, I really have a hard time imagining how they're going to be able to do expected to do anything offensively over there in Starkville. Uh, Bill, if Lane Kiffin says no, you know, you see Hugh Freeze just signed a new deal. I don't know what it says as far as can he go to a Power 5 job with no penalty there. Would Auburn be willing to pay the buyout? It's kind of the timing of him signing a new deal is a little bit strange there. Would Hugh Freeze be the second guy? And then is Dion even in the top? Would it ever fall to a guy like Dion or – just where do they go if Lane Kiffin, and I'm assuming Lane Kiffin may be the guy that's offered, but I don't know that. Uh, where does Hugh Freeze and Dion stand in this thing? Uh, I, I think they'll both be talked to. I think there's, that Hugh's had a lot of support from different people. I, I'm not sure that uh, that he's at the top of, of uh, Dr. Roberts' list. I don't know where he stands in John Cohen's mind, uh, but, but I, I think Hugh Freeze, I don't think signing that contract rules him out at all. I think it's uh, easy to get out to go to a Power 5 school, and and uh, the, the, the money wouldn't be the problem if Auburn decided that. I still don't know that Hughes is the number two guy, nor do I think, um, nor do I, do I seem to feel that Dion's the number two guy. I think the media sure is pushing Dion. There's no question about that. Everybody in the country, it seems like everybody in the media uh, is just dying to see Dion as, as a Power 5 head coach, and I think he will be. I just don't know that it's time yet. So I don't know who the number two guy is. Uh, All right, John Bill. If you him. run, if you run Dan Mullen to the podium, what would the Auburn no. people say? Uh, the Auburn people would uh, would would would, would it, 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 I don't think it would be arable. Uh, <laughs> this, this, is, this, is, this is a PG show. I, I said no, absolutely no. I, I just can't see that. All right. I think. Auburn people still um, remember Dan Mullen from the from the Cam Newton days. Uh, look, Dan. One of the problems Dan had at Florida is because he just doesn't seem very interested in recruiting. And I think Auburn's got to have somebody that is is is, is very serious about bringing talent in. How much did? Because uh, I know everybody loves him down there. Did, did I got to imagine Butch Thompson really helped John Cohen in that situation with President Roberts? Wouldn't that would that be safe to say? Uh, you know, I thought so, but then uh, I, I I think Butch was caught by surprise Saturday when the news came out. Really, I I think Chris Roberts did a a great job of keeping things quiet, and if it uh, weren't for uh, uh, Hunter Yurichek. Uh, comment uh, the the only two names outside of Auburn that people might have heard of until it was, the hire was announced would have been Hartwell and Nunez. All right, this, Dad asked me this. I'm going to ask you this, and I'll let we'll let you get out. It's the toughest question you're going to get all day. Who Great. is John Cohen pulling for on Saturday, and will he be at the game? <laughs> uh, I, I wish I knew the answer to number two. I obviously don't know the answer to number one. He's. Uh, I wouldn't be stunned, and I don't know that Auburn people would uh, would would be brokenhearted if if he were still and still had allegiances to his alma mater there on Saturday. But yeah, if he's there, where does he go? Does he go into Does he go into the visitors uh, uh, AD box, or does he just try to hide? I don't think he can hide. 
John, John might have to, uh, you know, get a, get a little bit of a cold or something on Saturday. I don't know. The other thing is we had, we've had John on a lot. John's a good friend of ours, obviously from Tuscaloosa. We've had him on the show several sure. times. And I don't know if it's he or Greg Burnett told us, but they, I think they talked about talking every day. Like they, they go on a walk and they talk. I don't know, I don't know if they can do that now. If the Auburn people got wind that they were talking every day, they probably wouldn't like that, would they? If, you, if the Alabama AD and the Auburn, I know they keep it professional, but they, everybody can't be whip and sunny and get along and all the Alabama and all people like it. No, but, uh, but you can, as long, as long as you don't publicize it, you can still, yeah. you can still say it. Stay friends. There, there are a lot of situations that, that it's just better maybe for the fans not to know. That's it. That's right. Well, Bill, I guess you don't have to worry about preparing for the show uh, down there. I'm you guys, doing, I'm doing the show. Uh, I'm just doing it. I'm just doing it from the house. I got to go back today and, and, and let him tell me when I can start driving and things like that again. So, hey, as long as I can talk, I can still do the show. And and there wasn't any way I was going to miss it this week with everything with everything happening on Monday. So, yeah, what we've got to do is try to get around to. Man, there's, there's all kinds of things other than, than this to talk about, but uh, obviously where we are, it's sort of dominating the conversation. So we welcome everybody to call in and change the subject if you'd like. It's the drive every day, 4 to 6 on ESPN 106.7. Check us online at ESPNAU or RadioAlabama.net. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, right, Bill. Good job. Thank you. All right, Dennis, tell me about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes, and we'll get to break. Prince Glover and Hayes, 345-1234-205 area code. Outstanding attorneys, attorneys who have been on, uh, involved with our show. And we've talked about them for a long, long time. If you have any problems with the neighbors or on the highways or anything that you feel like is necessary to get an attorney, you can't beat Prince Glover and Hayes. They're outstanding. Visit with them on the telephone at 345-1234 and then go back. 701 Rice Pine Road, and, and this is with them. I think you'll find that they know exactly what the, what they can do to help you. So be darn sure that uh, you tell Prince Clover Hayes that you heard on Inside the Locker Room. Three, right. four, five, one, two, three, four. I want to ask you two this question. Don't answer it till we get back from break. Somebody's texting me saying, if Lane Kiffin tells Auburn no, that means Alabama told him don't go there. If he goes to Auburn, Alabama would never hire him. I'm on the don't think Alabama would ever hire him anyway because I don't think the higher ups at Alabama think he's professional enough. But if he went there, that that would never happen. Would that be something that in the back of his mind he thinks he this is his dream job? He'll turn down Auburn because of Alabama's his dream job. We'll talk about that when we get back. Get us a tie one hundred point nine. Is he home of Alabama Sports? No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. This is Timothy Bowens with your Tide Sports Update. Former Alabama Crimson Tide player and current Minnesota Vikings tight end Irv Smith is set to miss multiple weeks with an injury. Bryce Young and Jameer Gibbs were named Maxwell Award semifinalists. The Alabama Ole Miss game was selected as the SEC on CBS Game of the Week for November 12th. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Run it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We've got a wreck on US 43 at McFarland with minor delays. Congestion on 69 at Union Chapel and 69 also down at Shelton State. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. Don't miss out on the savings now at Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. It's pro time because at Lowe's, it's Provember. Save big with inventory you can count on, like Flex products or DeWalt power tools starting at just $99. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, playsets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sky partly to mostly sunny today, Tuscaloosa's high 76. For tonight, mostly fair with a low at 52. For tomorrow and Friday, lots of sunshine both days with warm afternoons for early November. Highs between 78 and 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Uh, Gary and I were talking here, and as I think about it, you know, that is when Nick Saban hangs it up. I don't know if he'll be involved with it, if they'll ask his opinion. Uh, surely they would. Now, whether he'll give it or not, I have a hard time thinking he would sign off on Lane Kiffin based on how it ended here with him. I just can't ever see Lane Kiffin being the coach at Alabama. Can you? He'll never be the coach at Alabama. Never. Yeah, never. So that won't factor into whether he because he knows if he goes to Auburn, that's done. But I don't think he, I think he probably knows. Lane, if Lane Kiffin goes to Auburn, his next move will be to the pros. <laughs> He'll be so sick of recruiting, so tired of it. Uh, oh, he can get a he can get a big big payday and not have to worry about it. If he doesn't make it, he's uh, already been there before. He's been at Tennessee. He's been at Ole Miss. Been at Florida Atlantic around the world, you know, he's a, he's a mover and he will move from Auburn, uh, two or three years and go to the pros. I mean, can he, can he hold, I mean, does Auburn have that much money down there where they're paying, I mean, no, these assistants have had two year deals. Harrison, they owe him 15. They're probably still paying Gus. They got to pay a new, well, new Do they have that kind of money? And they're going to have to. I mean, they're going to have to pay a guy if they want to get Dale McGee over there as an assistant. I mean, you got to pay him almost double what George is paying him. I don't know what George well, is giving him. Yeah, that's the answer right there. You can't. You better get you two recruiters, two recruiters, minority recruiters that can really recruit. And you also better get you a defensive coordinator because because Lane doesn't want to fool with it. And, uh, you know, he tried to go back to A&M and get the guy that he had there for a while. 
although things haven't gone good for him there. But but uh, he's uh, the money that you're going to spend with the years of the assistant coaches. I mean, the head coach could come in, but he can't coach the team. He's got to have an offense coordinator, defense coordinator. He's got to okay what they do. He's got to go sit down in the meetings of what he wants done. Then he hires the people that he thinks can do it. But I'm telling you right now, Barry, uh, you talk about a lot of money. Well, I wonder if those coordinators at Oklahoma that left him that are at Texas A&M, they're both probably – they might go back with him. If he if, they, if the bridge yeah. wasn't burned, you know, I think those are both pretty good guys. They're probably scratching their head in their situations that they're in. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if this guy does it. I think – is Jimmy Sexton his agent, Dad? Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Sexton's got a phone in each hand. <laughs> Jimmy Sexton yeah. is saying, yeah. ching, yeah. ching. And like oh, when, when he, you, he, 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 uh, Jimmy Sexton's, it's, uh, what, you know, not only is what, you, what have you heard, what's going to happen, or what about this guy, this, this guy wants a chance that you ain't going to believe who wants it. Give me, this guy wants it. Really? This guy wants it. Uh, uh, Jimmy Sexton's got, uh, he's got a phone in each hand. And he also can tell certain schools, hey, all right, I'm going to help you get this big guy, but I need you to hire my guy over here at Western, yeah. Western Kentucky. He's moving these coaches yeah. around. <laughs> and yeah. Tell yeah. Them, yes. Get me, if get my guy this me, job, and I'm going to help you get this guy. You're exactly right. I'm going to do you this favor. Here's the, here's the favor you got to do for me. The assistant coach over here at West Kentucky, he wants a shot at that, uh, whatever, whatever. You got to help me with that. I mean, uh, Jimmy Sexton, and Jimmy Sexton is—he's got cotton picking much money that he's loving. <laughs> you know who also loves it, like these guys that uh, own these sites, like the own three or whatever. When they have a coaching change, you know they. All they do is sign up twenty five dollars a month or whatever it is. We're gonna have all the inside scoop. Them Justin Hocus and they don't know no more meat we do, but they got well, people people paying for their site. People wanting to get the inside right. scoop, so they sell like crazy. These guys, and Terry, they're making they're making so much money on. And these guys, right. Joe and I know more than Justin Hocus, and we're not even down at Auburn. Uh, that guy tweets every. Five seconds, uh, Joe. He declined to be on our show too. I didn't like that either. So I've always held that against Justin. All right, how far are you away from picking up this doggy? Uh, Paulie uh, sent a message to me and said your dad has great taste in dogs. Dachshunds are the best. It's what? Dachshunds are the best. Paulie said. What? Said you have great taste in dogs. That dachshunds are okay. the best. How far away? Okay, I do have a great taste. And then somebody wanted to know. Have a great taste. Steve sent us a message. Said, "Is everyday Tom a family member? Seems to be close to you both." And I said, "Never actually met Tom in person." <laughs> Tom was a family member. Tom, do I need to send you what I need for, want for Christmas? Uh, if you're a family member, then you got to get me a Christmas present. So you can just send it down here to the station. All right, uh, who wins the baseball game tonight? Philly's going to take this 3-1, or are the Astros back in it tonight? Uh, I think I think, uh, I think Astros back in it. Astros, you're picking Astros. Boy, the Phillies are hard to bet against. That crowd, wow. Oof. 
That crowd is electric, uh, and these guys are pounding the baseball. <laughs> I mean, when they hit the ball, you can just tell it's gone. They don't even have to <laughs> worry about running it out. Uh, so with the seven, but tonight on Fox, seven oh three Astros and the Phillies. Javier uh, versus Nola uh, for Philadelphia there. So hopefully, I hope this thing gets to seven games. Uh, it'll be uh, a lot more interesting. The baseball playoffs have been just so so. They haven't had a lot of close series. They've been blowouts. All right, we'll go get Samantha. Um, All right, later. Be careful with Samantha, Joe. Um, appreciate you being on with us. Uh, we got Gary. The Gary Harris show is next, so he's lined up, ready to go. Joe, who you got on Cup of Joe today? What's going on with the Cup of Joe? Oh, we'll talk about all the trades that happened yesterday in the NFL, and then a little college football playoff stuff. Calvin Ridley, huh? What's up with that? Calvin went and found himself a new home. Lots of trades. A record ten trades yesterday. <laughs> that was kind of interesting about Calvin Ridley uh, being dealt there. I guess they just. Didn't want to deal with all that. All right, uh, we'll take, we'll get out of here. We'll make way for the Gary Harris Show. We want to thank Alabama One for being a great sponsor in both the first and the second hour. All the different products and services. They have some specials coming up here with the holiday season where you can get a, a loan. They will talk to uh, Mike Brown about that on Friday uh, to help you with your Christmas shopping there. So go to www.alabamaone.org for all their different products and services. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home. Of Alabama Sports. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama Sports, and it's brought to you by Kaneka Sausage, a true Southern flavor since 1947, and the official smoke sausage of the Crimson Tide. Visit online at KanekaSausage.com. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Our men's basketball color analyst, Brian Passing, joined us on Tuesday's Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR, to give his impressions of Alabama's charity exhibition win against Southern Illinois. Uh, there's a lot of history uh, at Foster Auditorium, and it was a really cool atmosphere um, to have students only. Um, you had a, a few other fans. You had families of, of players, but it was a unique atmosphere for an exhibition game against a really good Southern Illinois team and is an opportunity for uh, for some of our fans, especially students, to get a look at this year's team. And I think everybody liked what they saw. I'll have more in a moment. Favorite jeans, favorite shirt. Got can make a sausage and I'm firing it up. Yeah, everybody knows how I get my grill on. You can smell that flavor up and down the road. It's a little taste of heaven and everybody knows. I get my grill on. Kanaka sausage. It's just a little taste of heaven. Here's more for Brian Passink. I think Alabama is in a great position. Another week or so, a little less than a week till the Longwood Lancers come to town to officially tip it up. But I think Alabama's in a good place uh, going into the first game of the season. 
Our full conversation with Brian Passing can be found on the Alabama Insider Podcast, available on the Varsity Network app and all podcast platforms. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Kaneka Sausage. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a wreck on US 43 at McFarland with minor delays. Congestion on 69 at Union Chapel and 69 also down at Shelton State. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. Don't miss out on the savings now at Towns and Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. You know what happens in a plasma chamber? Big stuff. Science stuff. Diamonds. I'm Tom Osmond. Fincher and Osmond Jewelers carries all. 69 also down at Shelton State.